0: Drum roll. Sound the gong. What happened? We're back.
1: Two like hot starts in a row. <laughs> I
0: That's should do how like, we do it.
1: I should do like a YouTube blogger intro one day.
0: Demonstrate. Demo though. Demo. 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 Because you said one day, so you got to tease it.
1: Welcome back to What Happened. <laughs> it's your boy, Ryan. <laughs> coming at you live with your boy, Owen. <clears throat>. Make sure to hit that like and subscribe button sort of like that. I
0: liked it. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um once again like last week, we don't truly have a theme again because Hey, real quick. We keep changing it up.
1: Real quick. If you're Team new, up. this is the What Happened podcast. This is the podcast with me, Ryan, that's my boy Owen, and um we take a look at some weird events throughout history and we ask what, what happened. happened?
0: Oh, that was almost in sync.
1: <laughs> so, uh, if you're new, glad you're here. If you're not new, still glad you're here.
0: You Proceed. Glad? All right. Like I was saying, last week we meant to have a theme, and then we changed up our stories without telling each other.
1: We had a theme last week.
0: We didn't. It was movies. Yeah, my, well, yeah, my mine tied in for like 20 seconds. Hey, that's enough. It did tie in. Um, Now, I thought we were doing failed assassination attempts, so I found... I found one. It's not good, even though it, I
1: told you that we were doing explosions. The, that I was doing an explosion. I
0: honestly, I'm not gonna lie to you. I either just didn't listen to you, or I really don't think you told me. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely told you. All right. So this this one's on me this week. You you were last week. So yep. Um. Yeah. Do we just uh, jump right in? Yeah. It's can, my turn, too. right? Yeah. It's your turn. All right. So I'm, I'm talking about the failed assassination attempt on President Ronald Reagan in like the 70s. 80s, never mind.
1: Can I just ask real quick? Chime right in. Do you ironically own a Reagan Bush 84 t-shirt?
0: I do not. Oh.
1: I feel like a lot of people
0: own those. I should have bought one in preparation for this and like worn it here. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, so I'm not really getting... I, I will get into the assassination itself, but we like to kind of attempt to find some kind of wacky stories, right? So I don't think the assassination itself is very wacky, but I think the reasoning behind the assassination... Attempt is oh. the wacky part of this story. I still don't think it's my best story. I'll be completely honest. Okay. Hey, don't don't
1: doubt yourself, Owen.
0: Like you. <laughs> All right. So, the date is March 30th, 1981. We're in Washington, D.C., just outside a Hilton Hotel. Um, President Reagan is walking to his limo from the hotel with his full normal escort, right? He's surrounded by paparazzi. surrounded by... I call them fans, but... He, You know, someone tried to shoot him. Um, (laughs) So, um, President Ronald Reagan and three other men would end up being injured in a failed assassination attempt on the president's life. Okay. Like I said, I'll get more into the assassination itself, but I think right now we should talk about the... The man. The the would-be assassin? Behind the gun. Exactly. Mr. John Hinckley Jr. Okay. So, John Hinckley was born May 29th. Nineteen fifty-five in Ardmore, Oklahoma. I'm taking it back to Oklahoma again. You really like Oklahoma. Look, I'm gonna say this. I apologize if anyone either enjoys or lives in Oklahoma. I don't like Oklahoma. It's a real trash state. <laughs> I'll be honest. Really, a whole lot going on. It has the highest incarceration percentage in all of the U.S.
1: It's funny that we we for like the U.S. forced a bunch of Native Americans to live there, and then proceeded to force them to leave there yeah and still took yeah and now it's just populated by like the trashiest white people
0: oh oh my god the entire statewide yeah yeah didn't something just pop up we're getting off track here but didn't something pop up like a couple months ago showing that like oklahoma is still technically supposed to be like a safe haven for native americans
1: i think so um
0: i don't really know i don't really
1: think anything's like come about yeah no
0: we're not just i'll wait sorry Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're about to just kick out a bunch of people. We've never done that before in our past, so we're not just going to kick out people, you know?
1: Especially if they're white.
0: Yeah. They, uh, <laughs> Oklahoma, yeah.
1: Doesn't Oklahoma have, like, the highest incarceration rate in the U.S.? Yeah,
0: I literally said that about two minutes ago, not even. Did you? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, we'll play it back. You'll hear it.
1: <laughs> Boy, my mind is going in but, my old yes, age. Yes, they
0: do. And they also have, because it's, like, the highest in the U.S., and the U.S. has one of the highest... Like, the state itself has a higher incarceration rate than uh, most countries. Jeez. (laughs) So, they're doing great. So, born there in 1955, right? Uh, He grew up in a wealthy family um, that, when he was four, then they moved to Dallas, Texas. So, the story doesn't really take place in Oklahoma. We just trashed Oklahoma for no reason. Okay. (laughs) We're from the Northeast. We're cooler. (laughs) Um, So, his father was John Sr. He was a chairman at Vanderbilt Energy Corporation. So he came from a very prestigious, wealthy family. Um, they he moved came from money. I feel he like a lot money. of
1: people that hate presidents come, come from, from, from money. money. Yeah, like I have a I have a friend who's a communist now, but her parents are really rich. So,
0: so yeah, you come from money and you end up not wanting money. I don't know, man. All right. Um, so his mother is Joanne Hickley, Hinkley. It's not important. Just giving you the backstory of his family. Um, So he dropped out of Texas Tech in the mid 1970s. So he attended there from like 1974 to 1980. Ended up dropping out officially in 1980. Um, But in like 19 what is it? 1974 he moved to LA while also supposed to be enrolled in Texas Tech because he wanted to be a songwriter. Oh, that (laughs) he's one of
1: that dream probably. He's one of those.
0: Uh, It didn't work out. So he had a short stint. And he moved back home to, which was now Evergreen, Colorado, where his family moved yet again because of the oil company corporation thing. Gotcha. Um, So, like most rich, like middle-aged men do, when you're living with your parents, what do you do? You buy a shit ton of guns... take a ton of antidepressants and just start shooting stuff in your backyard i was
1: gonna say stay in my room and play video games but
0: (laughs) i mean this is the 70s i think they only had like ping pong or whatever they had like an atari yeah um so he just bought a bunch of weapons and was just like in the backyard constantly in colorado just shooting shit okay um naturally his parents were a little worried (laughs) um yeah so uh what is so this is like and this is in 1974 and i said he was born in 55 so if anyone else wants to do that math for me be my guess. i'm not pulling but he's in his 20s i think okay Uh, either way he's he's 19 or 20 living with his rich parents just being a bum um he was diagnosed at the time with major depressive disorder as well as um they just had anger management and uh he was placed on antidepressants gotcha so now have you seen the movie taxi driver I have, actually. All right. Starring Robert De Niro, yeah. 1976, Taxi Driver, a fantastic movie, right? Is that
1: based on this
0: guy? No. This guy got the idea because of Robert De Niro. Oh. So the okay. movie came out in 76. The assassination attempt was five years later in 81. Gotcha. So he watched this movie and was like, okay. So so for those who don't know, the movie is essentially about a man who just plots a presidential assassination. There's a lot more to it, he, but...
1: He attempts to assassinate a presidential candidate.
0: Mm. Yes, yeah.
1: And it's it seemingly, like, there might have been, like, bigger subplot things in the movie, but it seemed like it's just because the lady... He was dating a lady who worked in the office. Yep. And it seemed like he only wanted to kill a guy because she wouldn't have sex with him.
0: Yeah, it's a good movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Great soundtrack.
0: So, um, yeah. So, while watching this movie and falling in love with the movie, he became obsessed with actress Jodie Foster... Do you know who Jodie Foster played in that movie? Actually, I forgot to put the name down, but it was the 12-year-old sex-trafficked girl. She was supposed to be 12? She was supposed to be 12, apparently.
1: I did not pick up on that.
0: Neither did I. So he fell in love with Jodie Foster. Not the character, thankfully, yeah. but the actress herself. Gotcha. Um, so, um. shortly after the film, Jodie Foster ended up enrolling at Yale University. Good school. Very good school. Um. So what happened is Hinckley. After hearing the news that Jodie Foster was at Yale, then moved to New Haven, Connecticut, and began to stalk Miss Foster. If there's one place
1: that's worse than Oklahoma,
0: it's, it's New probably Haven, Connecticut. New Haven, Connecticut. Yeah, we drove through it in... and yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I hate New Haven yeah, so much. it's not good. Um, So, what he would do is he found where she was living. I don't know if it was her dorm or if she was off campus. I, I didn't get the details on that. I forget that.
1: if they have dorms there. I've been mm. to Yale. I yeah. just
0: I... don't cross the park.
1: Yeah, there's a park right across from Yale. I went on a school trip. Sorry. A lot of tangents in this It's episode. all right. It's one of those. I went on a, a school trip to Yale, and we stayed at a hotel that was across the street from a park, and Yale was across the street from, was across the park from the hotel, and um, so we had to walk from the, the hotel to the uh, campus, and all our teachers were like, don't go through the park at night. Every time someone goes through the park at night, someone gets mugged. And, like, every year there's one kid that's like, oh, I'm in a really big hurry. No one actually gets mugged in this park. <laughs> that, there was a kid that got mugged.
0: Yikes. Yeah. <clears> or <throat> was this, like, junior year of high school? Senior year. Oh, and it okay. was.
1: It was really weird because it was for, like, Model Congress. Yep. So we would have to, like, wear, like, nice clothes because we're going to Model Congress. Mm-hmm. And it's weird to walk, to be, like, a 17-year-old kid and walk through like a really terrible terrible neighborhood to get to yale
0: <laughs> yeah different experience yeah yeah that's for sure um so either way wherever she was living at the time he found out where she was living so he would slip like love songs and like notes underneath her door and he also f- somehow found out i mean there's phone books found out uh, her home phone and would just call and leave like creepy love messages all the time
1: yeah i don't like that
0: so it's a weird guy Weird start to this story. Um, So, failing to develop any meaningful contact with the actress, Hinkley fantasized about conducting an aircraft hijacking or committing suicide in front of her to get her attention. Now, that's definitely (laughs) some way to get someone's attention.
1: Neither seem like great ideas, I'll be honest.
0: Yeah, those are definitely short-term solutions. (laughs) Because you're dead. You're dead. Yeah. There's not much you can do to woo her after that. So, he eventually settled on a scheme um, that he wanted to impress her by assassinating the president. But the president at the time was not um, Reagan. It was Ford. Okay. Um. So, he was... Or, excuse me, Jimmy Carter. I don't know why I said... What, uh, I don't know why I said Ford. The seventy. I don't know.
1: Jimmy Carter's a funny guy. Is he? Yeah, he, like... All his campaign stuff was just, like, him on a farm. And he was like, I'm Jimmy Carter. Right. I like chickens.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dude, no wonder why he was voted in. So, um, so Hinckley ended up trailing President Jimmy Carter from state to state, and was ended up being arrested in Nashville, Tennessee, because he was carrying illegally carrying firearms.
1: Yeah, I don't think you're allowed to cross state lines
0: with those. You're not, and he just followed him everywhere, so he didn't abide by the rules. Um, we'll learn later. This man didn't abide by many rules. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, after the charge, when he was released, he ended up returning home. Um, and he did get psychiatric treatment for depression, um, but his mental health did not improve uh, per his family and the psychiatrist and stuff he was gotcha. saying. So he began to the, target the newly elected president, Ronald Reagan, in 1981. For this purpose, he collected material on the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Oh, so he's learning from the best. He's trying to learn from assas- previous assassination assassinations Gotcha. on how he can assassinate a sitting president.
1: He clearly didn't do his homework
0: too well. Yeah, have you ever seen like the video of when it happened? We'll talk more about it later, but um, it's pretty—it's pretty wild. He's just—it clearly he inept. Just, like,
1: walked up to him in, in the street.
0: Yeah, he was like two feet away from him, and fired five shots and missed. <laughs> nice. Um, we'll, we'll 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 get into it later. So um... <laughs> Hinkley ended up writing like a love letter, essentially, um, to Foster right before he ended up attempting the assassination and now this is what the love letter says all right love letter i don't know if it's a love letter i'll read it you'll determine gotcha so ready over the past seven months i've left you dozens of poems letters and love messages in the faint hope that you could develop an interest in me although we talked on the phone a couple of times i never had the nerve to simply approach you and introduce myself the reason i'm going ahead with this attempt now is because i cannot wait any longer to impress you and then he signed it john hinckley jr interesting um, so back to the assassination attempt. Sorry, you're staring. <laughs> We're I, I was, good. I was looking right. at the levels, but you're good. <laughs> so going back to the assassination attempt. So it's March 30th, 1981, and it's 2:27 p.m. Um, Hinckley shot a 22 caliber Rom RG14 revolver. So he just he just had a revolver. Gotcha. Uh, sorry, six times at Reagan um, as he left the Hilton Hotel in Washington D.C. Um, so. As several hundred people applauded Reagan, the president unexpectedly passed right in front of Hinckley. A reporter standing behind a rope barricade 20 feet away asked questions as Mike Putzel of the Associate Press shouted, shouted, Mr. President, and then was interrupted by boom, boom. boom." (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Hinckley ended up firing six rounds in 1.7 seconds. All six shots directly. Yeah, that's good timing. I mean, you just pull the trigger. Uh, yeah. All six shots in the direction of President Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Ronald Reagan. <laughs> um, so the first round hit White House Press Secretary James Brady in the head just above his left eye.
1: So it's a tiny bullet, though. Did yeah, it go into it... his brain or did it just like. Yeah, oh, so really?
0: I'll get more into it later, but he uh, was permanently. Uh, paralyzed from on his left side of his body and ended up dying of his injuries. But, like, 30 years later. That's a bummer. Um, He was the only one who, like, had lasting effects from uh, the attempt. Um, So, it entered right above his left eye and shattering his brain cavity, which...
1: That's just your skull.
0: Yeah, I know medicine, and I don't really know what specifically they're talking about, but the brain cavity area, (laughs) the head area. I think
1: any open fracture to the skull is penetrating brain, be- brain cavity yeah
0: um so it didn't work too well in brady's favor um so district of columbia police officer thomas Delahanty De recognized the sound of gunshots and turned his head sharply to the left to identify the shooter um as he did so he was struck in the back of the neck by the second shot the bullet ricocheting off his spine uh, yuck uh, you can hear in the video, and you can see uh, the officer fall and like hold his neck as he yells, "I've been hit," which yeah, seems like I'd a real Hollywood movie. But like, I'd probably wouldn't be audible in yelling, "I'm hit." You would just hear like a blood curdling scream. Just, nah. <laughs> mom, <laughs> mom. <laughs> um. So. Uh, so now that um. Basically the two guys that were in the way of Hinckley and the president were now shot by him. so he had like a pretty clear shot of the president. Um, but Alfred and uh was a Cleveland, Ohio labor labor dude, what is with me today man? A you Cleveland might be having a TIA Ohio or if I just leave me if I am all right. Okay. <laughs> so uh, he was a Cleveland, Ohio labor official. Um, who stood nearby uh, the president, and who was also nearby Hinckley when all this was happening? So what he did is he, he so he saw Hinckley fire the first two shots, and ended up just punching him in the back of the head. <laughs> and then it's a real hero, right? Yeah. There. So started to like try to wrestle him to the ground. Um. So upon hearing the shots, Special Agent in Charge Jerry Parr, so the man in charge of all of this, the Secret Service agent. Um, very quickly and instinctively, grabbed Reagan by the shoulders and threw him in the limo. Essentially,
1: yeah, smart. And then
0: hopped into the limo with him, and they just like dipped out of there. Yeah. Um. So, so Agent Ray Shattuck, uh, who was just behind par, um, ended up throwing both men in the car. They all ran away. So the third round overshot the president and um, hit a window, well, like well behind the limo, like across the street. Didn't gotcha. do anything. Um, So, Hinckley wounded police officer Thomas Delante, Secret Service agent Timothy McCarthy, and critically wounded James Brady. Okay. So, though Hinckley did not hit Reagan directly, a bullet did end up ricocheting off the limousine going just under uh, Reagan's left arm, broke a rib, and ended up puncturing his lung.
1: Oh, that's kind of terrible. So,
0: while they were driving away with the two Secret Service agents and Reagan, Reagan assumed he just, like, broke a rib because he just got, like, two men just threw him into a limousine (laughs) yeah so he thought he broke his rib and then he went to cough and it was just like as it was described as bright you know red sputum, 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 sputum. dude i'm not (laughs) all right today man um so anyways (laughs) (laughs) so anyways they saw that he was coughing up blood and they were like oh mr president i i think you like broke your rib and it pierced your lung or whatever and then they rushed him to the hospital for one of the doctors to, like, remove his clothes and be like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so no one at the moment died. It was a failed assassination attempt. Um, there was also one other officer on scene that ended up. Uh, who is it? So Dennis McCarthy was one of the officers. He ended up diving directly on top of uh, Hinckley because he said that he didn't want a, um, a JFK. Uh, what was his name? The guy that. Uh, assass- Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah you know how he was shot in the police station or wherever they were a couple yeah. of days later he didn't want that to happen to hinckley so he jumped on top of hinckley to protect him from everyone else
1: yeah that's kind of smart yeah
0: yeah you know you want the guy to, to pay for it right yeah um so hinckley was taken into custody reagan was brought to the hospital when went like underwent emergency surgery for a punctured lung ended up being fine had a lot of blood loss but he lived probably um, got a
1: chest tube or something
0: Probably, or whatever they did in the 80s. (laughs) Yeah. Could be very different. Um, So, I talked about Brady earlier, the one that was hit in the head. So, he ended up being paralyzed on the left side of his body, um, and he did end up dying on August 4th, 2014. His death was ruled a homicide because he was technically shot in the head. Hmm. Um, But that was 33 years later that it was ruled a homicide.
1: That's weird that that is how that
0: works. Yeah. So... Um, at Hinckley's trial in 1982, which also took place in Washington, D.C., uh, he was charged with 13 offenses, uh, and Hinckley was found not guilty for reason of insanity.
1: Oh, really? I so, mean, yeah, I, that
0: checks out. Yeah, yeah, considering he wanted someone to fall in love with him by killing a man.
1: Did Jody Foster testify? I
0: haven't seen, I did a lot of research, and I couldn't find anything on what jodie foster had to say about this that
1: would be wild if they brought her in a court just for her to be like yeah he keeps talking to me
0: (laughs) (laughs) i didn't ask him for this (laughs) um so the defense psychiatric uh reports portrayed hinckley as insane while the prosecution reports characterize him as legally sane naturally everyone went for the he was insane he didn't know what he was doing but i think it was kind of clear he knew what he was doing considering he had this very planned out and tried it on the last president but what do i know so Hink, hinkley was transferred uh into psychiatric care of the bureau of bureau of prisons on august 18th 1982 uh soon after his trial hinkley wrote that the shooting was quote the greatest love offering in the history of the world i, I mean <laughs> and he was disappointed that foster did not <laughs> didn't love him <laughs> essentially <laughs> Didn't, it, I mean,
1: there's, like, some Indian prince that built the Taj Mahal for some lady. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like that's probably a better, that's like, love offering than, yep. like, oh, I'm just going to kill uh, a Reagan, Reagan for
0: you. Yeah, for an actress who's just like, look, just let me attend college. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so the verdict resulted in widespread, widespread dismay due to the fact that he was deemed um, legally insane and not competent. Uh, it ended up changing a lot of rules throughout the entire U.S. And Idaho, Montana, and Utah. Utah? Dude, what is with me? Dude,
1: you're having a conniption or Idaho, something.
0: Idaho, Montana, and Utah ended up um, disbanding the defense of insanity altogether. Really? That's I kinda... don't know if that still stands, but this was in the 80s. So if uh, <laughs> just kinda be weird. careful if you're in Montana. Yeah. <laughs> um so, a forensic psych- psychiatrist who testified for the prosecution diagnosed Hinckley with narcissistic and schizoid personality disorder. Uh, and they said that he was borderline passive-aggressive features.
1: Oh, but just borderline? Def-
0: yeah. <laughs> Definitely, Yeah. <laughs> Definitely just borderline. You know, he's not going to take it too far. <laughs>
1: he's only passive-aggressive.
0: <laughs> so... Um, in 1987, so he was in jail in 81, 82. So he's been in, or excuse me, in a psych hospital, but which but, you and I very yeah. much know psych hospitals can. They're be,
1: pretty much jail.
0: They're pretty much jail. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he applied for a court order allowing him periodic home visits. Uh, as part of his consideration for the request, the judge ordered Hinckley's hospital room searched, being like, yeah, you know, if you want a little bit of freedom, let's like make sure you're, you've been good, right? Yeah. So hospital officials found photographs and letters in Hinckley's room that showed a continued obsession with Foster. Really? Whoops. Who would have punk? <laughs> as well as evidence that Hinckley had exchanged letters with serial killer Ted Bundy, and sought counsel from Charles Manson.
1: <laughs> this is real. T- these guys are thick as thieves. Yeah. Like
0: right? They like talked, you know. And Charles Manson inspired Lynette Fromm and many other killings. Uh, but he inspired Lynette to attempt to kill uh gerald ford that's where i got ford oh gotcha um well manson did a lot of other stuff yeah um that was just one thing though yeah (laughs) um so the court naturally denied hinckley's request for these privileges (laughs) yeah fast forward to 1999 uh hinckley was permitted to leave the hospital for supervised visits with his parents in april 2000 the hospital recommended allowing unsupervised releases but a month later they removed the request Hinkley was allowed supervised visits with his parents again during 2004 and 2005. Court hearings held um, in September 2005 on whether he could have expanded privileges to leave the hospital were also denied. So he's slowly getting more privileges and he's allowed to leave the hospital to visit his parents. But he has to
1: be supervised?
0: But he has to be supervised.
1: That's probably smart. You don't want him going home and then having his parents be like, you know, all the guns are in the backyard just like you like them. Just wait. Oh,
0: really? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't end well. Um, So March 2011, it was reported that a forensic psychologist at the hospital testified that, quote, Hinckley had recovered to the point and possesses no imminent risk or danger to himself or others.
1: Your tone makes it seem like he did possess an imminent threat to himself.
0: Or <laughs> yeah. I mean, considering he shot like three people. Um, but you know what? That's in the past. <laughs> well, He's a passive aggressive man. <laughs> he'd been um So, August 4th, 2014, James Brady died. And like I said earlier, um, it was ruled as a homicide, but all charges were dropped yet again in 2014 because it was still under the insanity plea. Gotcha. So, he couldn't be held accountable for killing Brady, even though, you know, he very clearly killed Brady. Yeah. Um, it said that Brady was, like I said, he was paralyzed on his left side and lived, like, a horrible rest of his life. Really? So it's kind of terrible. It was really unfortunate. Um, so, yeah. So, on July 27th, 2016, a federal judge ruled that Hinckley would be allowed to be released from St. Elizabeth's Hospital on August 5th of that year.
1: Wait, which, which hospital?
0: Uh, so it was, uh, I don't know where this was, but St. Elizabeth's, not the one, in, okay. it's a psych hospital. Okay. I assume that was the same psych hospital he was initially put in. It's under the Bureau of Prisons. So okay. it's like the Shattuck. It's not the one we know. Yeah. It's like the Shattuck, you know, okay. it's like one of those crappy.
1: Cause the one we know does have psych there.
0: Yeah. But I don't think it had that kind of psych there. Yeah. It's on the same floor as maternity too.
1: That's a, Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's what you Smart. want. Smart. Yeah. Opposite sides though. Yeah.
1: <laughs> The long hallway between us. So yeah. very safe.
0: <laughs> that little ramp in that hallway, too. Yeah. <laughs> It'll slow him down. Uh,
1: this is the portion of the podcast where Owen and I talk about uh, local things that we know that no one else
0: gets. Yep. And job-related things that no one else gets. Yep. All right. So um, he was no longer considered a threat to himself or others, hence why he was released. So Hinkley was released from Institutional Psych Care on September 10th, 2016, indefinitely now. Do
1: you know if he still had like a thing for jody foster at this point
0: so i couldn't find anything about it but i'll tell you in a second so uh he he i'll tell you what he's prohibited to do now that he's out and what he's required to do that now that he's out so he's required to live full-time with his mother in williamsburg virginia anyone in virginia you know where hinckley is
1: i've been to colonial williamsburg underwhelming
0: i can imagine it's like plymouth rock (laughs) yeah there's a boat there though Ooh, you can get on a boat Is is there, there's not like a replica Mayflower at the, I think it is. Is there? No, at Williamsburg? No, I'm talking about in Plymouth Rock. I don't know. It's just a tiny ass rock. You you ever been to that plantation though, Plymouth Plantation? I've never been,
1: I have. Yeah. I've been to the rock too. The rock is so boring. It's just, it's also in like a pit. Yeah, I don't don't (laughs) understand. I don't understand. I feel like
0: it's not at all the rock anyone was talking about. Yeah,
1: because when I heard about it as a kid, I was like, that's gonna be a big rock. You would
0: think it'd be massive to see it from sea.
1: It's like four foot by four foot.
0: Yeah, and it's in the, it's a, it's like yeah. It's... And
1: someone's like, "This rock will be the rock that we build our society upon," and it's tiny.
0: It's so dumb. Yeah. Um. So this is what he's prohibited to do now that he's out. He's prohibited to um, contact Jodie Foster. Also, yes. Yeah, so he can't. Use alcohol, can't possess any firearms, smart, ammunition, or other weapons, or memorabilia of Jodie Foster.
1: Oh, wait, that was actually the... the, Yeah, yeah, so he
0: can't have, like, photos, magazine articles of Jodie Foster, nothing like that. What if he's
1: just watching TV and Silence of the Lambs comes on?
0: That could be an issue. Um, So he is not allowed to have any contact with Reagan's family. Smart. Brady's family. Smart. Uh Jody Foster Smart. and Jody's family. Smart.
1: But is he prohib- <laughs> can he still talk to like Manson in the gang?
0: Uh, uh, uh well, not anymore. True. Um I don't know. <laughs> Can't talk to Ted Bundy either. Yeah. Um so he's also not allowed to watch or listen to any violent movies, televisions, podcasts, radios, compact discs, so anything. silence of the lamps is out. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he's not allowed to uh, assess printed or online pornography. Smart. Uh, he's not allowed to have access to, like I just said, violent movies, vi- violent books, magazines, anything with violence in it. Uh, he's not allowed to speak to the press. He's not allowed to visit the homes, past homes, or graves of current presidents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of weird, but I mean, I get it. Yeah. I get it. A man tried to kill a president. Um, so he's not allowed to um, uh, visit uh, certain past, present, or uh, past or present government officials. I, it didn't say who. Just, I'm sure, some government officials that weren't very pleased with what happened. Uh, He's not allowed to erase his computer's web browser history, and it's required that his PO checks it. Really? Yeah, well, because he's not allowed to watch, like, pornography, and he can probably get, like, Netflix on it, you know, so, like, to see what he's been watching and stuff. Uh, He is required to work at least three days a week, um, and he's supposed to immediately leave if he finds himself approaching a prohibited area.
1: Could, could you imagine if you're, you work at like a Barnes and Noble and you're just like, is that, is, is that the guy who shot,
0: what? He works here? <laughs> <And> he, <laughs> but he, you find him standing in the violent book section. Yeah. <laughs> you're just
1: like, Hinkley. <laughs>
0: um, so he's not allowed to drive um more than 30 or 50 miles. So 30 miles from his mom's house unattended or 50 miles from his mom's house unattended. Unatt- uh, Gotcha. Um, so 48 kilometers or 80 kilometers. Why do you convert it? Boom, man. <laughs> uh, so as of September 2019, Hinckley's attorney said that he plans to ask for full unconditional release by the end of the year if the court determines he can. That was 2019. I couldn't find anything on what actually happened. Okay. I don't know if it got delayed with COVID and everything. Um, it's like crazy
1: that he did this in the 80s and like... We're still, this thing is still going it's on? It's still
0: going on. So as of now, he's fully released, living with his poor mother, who has to be like 90-something, dealing with his, her son's BS still.
1: Yeah, what happens if she dies? Does he have to like go live in a group home or something? He's probably
0: going to have to like, go back to like a hospital or something. Really? I, I, that's my assumption. I don't know. But like, can you imagine his poor mother waking up like, John, are you watching porn?
1: <laughs> I mean, the whole thing's very sad, because he's quite obviously insane.
0: Yeah, he fell in love for at Jodie Foster when she played a 12-year-old sex slave. I mean so did Robert De Niro, so also yes, but movie <laughs> compared <Yeah>. to reality. <laughs> yeah. And then thought he could stalk her and win her over, and then when that didn't work, he wanted to assassinate a president. I like to how win over an actress.
1: I also like how he was like, Jody, I'm gonna hijack a plane for you. Actually killing the president seems easier. I
0: also like that I mean not like it's not a good good subject, but that one of his plans was to just like off himself in front of her to get her attention that would get he's not wrong
1: yeah (laughs) she'd probably think about him a lot lot, for the rest of her life a lot
0: um so he was very clearly not you know fully there but because of his because of his doing and because of his insanity plea and bargain and everything a lot has changed within the u.s of who can plead insanity and it's only like two percent of cases nationwide actually receive the uh, insanity plea So it's a very slim number, and I think it has a lot to do with this assassination attempt. That's pretty interesting. But I also think this guy was very clearly not fully with it, and I think just because he tried to assassinate a president, everyone wanted him held accountable, which I get. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yo, but shout out to, what did I say, Idaho, Montana, and Utah (laughs) for just not at all caring about anyone with any sort of mental incapabilities. That's not the correct word. It works. It works.
1: I, I, I don't think it works.
0: All right, Ryan, shut up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's the story of the failed assassination attempt on Ronald Reagan and the wonderful story of Mr. John Hinckley Jr. I just president wanna... of Williamsburg, Virginia. I <laughs> just want to point that out again.
1: Well, don't dox the poor man. <laughs> I'd, okay, I just want to say, if you thought that story was cool, please don't kill the president. Yeah, that's pl- all yeah, I, yeah, yeah,
0: yep, yep. This is not on me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, oh, and I have... We're going to play a game, Owen, okay?
0: Is this like a like a saw kind of game? <laughs> Do you want to play a game? No,
1: so I have three stories. Okay. I couldn't figure out a good order to put the stories So
0: in. much for having them for three weeks. Three so you, weeks worth of content.
1: So you, well, They're all very short. Oh. So you're <laughs> going to pick the order for me. Yes, ma'am. So you pick one, two, or three. Now? Yeah, right now. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> It's three numbers. I feel
0: like I would normally have to go with two. I'm going to overthink. Just go with three first. You're going to go with three. <laughs> go with three first. Okay. Do I get to pick the second one? Yeah, you get to pick all of them. One. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. Three, one, two. Boom. Three, one, two? Three, one, two. Okay. It's like me trying to count in fifth grade.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this story takes place on November 9th, 1970. All right. In Florence, Oregon.
0: Oh, beautiful place.
1: <laughs> um, actually, the Oregon coastline rugged exquisite rugged beautiful country <laughs> uh we uh spread my grandparents ashes in the oregon coast really
0: yeah see i've never been to the like i'm in arizona but i've never been to the west coast and you just go everywhere you flaunt it
1: oh uh, well i've never been to arizona so i mean
0: that's not really a flaunt i guess to be <laughs> honest
1: <laughs> um so yeah november 9th 1970 florence oregon boom a sperm whale washes up on the
0: beach they have a kind of whale <laughs>
1: Now, this whale is 45 feet long oh. and is estimated to weigh eight tons. I think
0: I know this. Okay.
1: So, at the time, the Oregon beaches were under the, the jurisdiction of the state's highway division. Makes sense. So, after a consultation with the Navy, it's decided that the whale must be removed.
0: Were they just going to leave it to rot on a beach?
1: No, they they just decided they have to remove it. What did I just say? I didn't listen. <laughs> So, Owen, what's the best way to get rid of a dead whale?
0: I would say pick it up with a forklift.
1: <laughs> uh, you would be wrong. <laughs> Dynamite. Uh, yep. So, yep. the theory was that by exploding the whale, the chunks would fly everywhere and be small enough for scavenger animals to eat.
0: Was there, like, a highway or something nearby? Um, was there, <laughs> could it have been a very, like, large inconvenience to the people of that area? <laughs> well, we'll get there.
1: <laughs> so, uh, they put George Thornton in charge of the explosion okay now thornton was um an engineer and uh he was always chosen because his supervisor had gone hunting so All right he wasn't the man for the job <laughs> but he turned out to be but the man he, for he the
0: just job. happened to show up to work that day <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah so he said in an interview that he had no idea how much dynamite to use because uh you know, like how often do you explode yeah. a whale?
0: Yeah, what kind of like formula do you have for that?
1: Uh, so the whale was fitted with twenty cases of dynamite, which amounted to half a ton of dynamite.
0: Oh my god, for a whale! For a whale! How much do you say the whale weighed?
1: Uh, it was estimated to weigh six ton, eight tons. Don't forget to convert that. I'm not going to do that. How much is eight <laughs> tons in kilograms? Uh, Siri tells me that eight tons is seven thousand two hundred fifty-seven point four eight
0: kilograms. It's only seven thousand kilograms. Yeah. I always feel like tons is a lot bigger than it really is. Well, a ton is two thousand pounds. I, I, I know. I just every time I hear someone say a ton, I'm like wow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, they just they've put twenty cases of dynamite in the whale. Okay. Half a ton of dynamite. Boom. So a local veteran with explosives training, uh, who was just like sort of standing there
0: just watching the whale (laughs)
1: said in an interview that um the amount of dynamite that they chose was way too much dynamite and that 20 sticks would have been enough okay naturally no one go home they didn't they didn't care about this guy so they didn't listen to him um and i should say this uh this entire thing was televised
0: Uh, i mean dude what kind of kind of news anchor are you if you don't take up like the opportunity of a lifetime to watch a whale explode <laughs> we'll
1: get to the news anchor <laughs> so this whole thing was televised and it was like kind of a big deal was with... it
0: national television please tell me it was. National. i think it was local television uh,
1: it was kind of a big deal with the locals and um paul Lindman from katu tv covered okay. the whole story and he had this great joke where he said this land lubber newsman became a land blubber newsman
0: what's That's he doing good now? reporting right there you, you you know he's definitely at like cnn or fox or something right now
1: <laughs> i highly doubt it so on uh, november 12th at three forty-five p.m the whale is detonated
0: <laughs> sorry it's just a weird line <laughs>
1: much to everyone's surprise the whale didn't turn into tiny chunks in fact, it turned into quite large chunks. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. That flew into the crowd that was watching <laughs> and all over the town. Keep imagine
0: getting maimed from, like, a piece of blubber.
1: <laughs> now, I don't know how close the town was to the whale explosion. Okay. But it is reported that whale chunks landed on buildings in the town, damaging
0: windows, signs, and cars. Now, you said this was the highway department, right? Yes. So, Oregon State's going to have to pay a pretty penny to that town.
1: Yeah, I don't know. They might just be like, nah, it was, like, required. No, it wasn't me. (laughs) (laughs) So, remember that veteran who said they were using too much uh, dynamite? Well, he had just bought a car at a local dealership during
0: their Great Whale of a Deal promotion. Oh, my God. Are you serious? (laughs) And his car was flattened by a chunk of whale blubber. Oh, that's a large chunk. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez.
1: Remember how the plan was for the scavenger animals to uh, eat all the whales? Can't
0: eat human-sized chunks.
1: Reporter Paul Lindman noted that all the birds left, possibly because they were scared by the noise.
0: (laughs) Paul's a genius.
1: (laughs) So, uh, still overall, the operation was seen as a success. However, Oregon has changed how they dispose of whale carcasses these days. Now they burn and bury them. That makes sense. Now, Owen... Having a whale bonfire. <laughs> do you want do you wanna do me a favor? Yeah. Um, on my computer, just go to the taskbar at the bottom. I've I've queued up a little video for you.
0: You know this is gonna play over everything, right? No, I muted it. It should be muted, right? Oh my god, the count of four. Yeah, they it's three, on national television. Two, one. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> Massive Look at the explosion. chunks. <laughs> chunks go everywhere. Oh. So yeah, if you want to find this yourself, look up a uh, whale, uh, Oregon whale explosion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I like how it has nine million views. Yeah. So you can pause that. Jeez.
1: So, yeah, uh, what did you want next? Two. Two? You want two? Okay.
0: No. Three, one, two.
1: Three, one, two. Three, okay. one.
0: <sighs> Are you going
1: to drop your phone in every episode?
0: Apparently, it's not a it's not a thing I do on purpose. You know purpose. there's a
1: desk like right there. You know there's a you can push the keyboard back. I don't care if you want more room. Uh,
0: <drive> Actually.
1: Okay. Okay, Owen. This yes. is the story of William the Conqueror. Uh he was born in 1028 in Normandy. Uh, his father was Robert the First, Duke of Normandy, and his mother was a tanner's daughter, so he was born out of wedlock.
0: Like a tanner, like the people that do leather? Yeah. Like that thing?
1: Okay. Not just like, they didn't have spray tans back
0: then. I didn't know if she just sat outside the whole time and was <laughs> just like showing the town how orange she is. <laughs> so,
1: uh... So, for his childhood, uh, since he was born out of wedlock, William was known as William the Bastard. Oh, good for him. So, uh, his father died when he was only eight years old, and uh, he was given his father's title. Okay. However, this, like, led to a civil war because, you
0: know... Just him getting a title? Well, he was
1: born out of wedlock, so eventually his cousin thought that he should have the... uh, Or the title. The throne. Yeah, yeah. So, William eventually put down the rebellion... Um, led by his cousin, and it was said that William would spread fear by cutting off the hands and feet of rebels. Yikes, man. So he wasn't the nicest dude. Not a lot of prosthetics back then. (laughs) Nope.
0: (laughs) You get peg legs, and that's it. Did they even? Pirates had peg legs. Yeah, but but pirates were later on. Well, I mean, pirates were forever, but... I don't know. Pirates we know. I don't know.
1: I don't imagine it takes a ton of ingenuity to To, be like, like, I I don't know, tie a stick to
0: your stump. Yeah, take a leather strap and just...
1: So, after the rebellion, uh, 1066 comes around, and King Edward of England names another guy as King of England after he had promised it to William. So, William travels to England and takes the throne. Um, and this would be known as the Battle of Hastings. I think it's yep. a really famous battle. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I didn't go into it because that's not what this story is about. Yeah, it's a whole about. different.
0: I'm sure you could do a whole episode on the Battle of Hastings. Yeah.
1: So. William is crowned king on Christmas of ten sixty six. Beautiful. Um and William was kind of a dick as a king. Um he did do constant like uh, social reform and like uh, constitutional reform. Okay. Um as well as ending Viking ing- influence in England. Oh, really? Yeah, which oh, I, I, I did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but he also carried out what is known as the harrying of the north.
0: Harrying? Yeah. Like they got hairy? N-
1: no. <laughs> Um, And this was a campaign in northern England to put down small local rebellions.
0: Northern England as in Scotland or still northern England?
1: I honestly but, like, don't know because okay. that's not what this story is about. Okay, I'm sorry. So basically William and his boys went to the north and just killed like burnt down villages. Yep, as you do. Killed livestock and people, burning down farmsteads. What else are you going to do? Those that were left alive had to resort to cannibalism. Oof. So he wasn't a great guy. Um, and the people in the north didn't really like it. So, what do you do when you're a king and all the rebellions are squashed? Do you sit around and make more social reform? No. You no, start a new rebellion. You, so you eat can fight like them. a king. Oh, you got real fat, huh? He <laughs> yeah, he got uh, really, really fat, and it uh, led to his death, believe it or not. Oof. Not in the way that you think, though. Um, by 1087, William was a chunky lad. <laughs> I wrote Same. that. I wrote that down. I don't know why I wrote that. The chunky lad. Uh, so while fighting against his son Robert in France, Oof. William's horse reared up and thrust the saddle into William's abdomen, okay. which punctured some of his intestines. Okay, and it's presumed that if he wasn't so fat, that it wouldn't have done that. Okay, so that's why they think being fat killed him. What a way to go. So William traveled to the city of Rouen, R O U E N, rouen Rowan I have no idea.
0: Rune? I, I don't know. And he spent... I don't speak a lot of French.
1: He spent six weeks in agonizing pain until his death on September 9th. Did he
0: just like slowly bleed out?
1: Um, I think it was mostly infection. That makes sense. And at his deathbed, William was surrounded by knights and nobles. But when he died, they pretty much split and grabbed whatever they could that was valuable. Sounds about right. So... <clears throat> One knight named Herluin took it upon himself to bury the body. Okay. Because no one else wanted to do it. So Herluin paid for the body to get embalmed and hired a hearse to take the late king to the city of Seine. S E I N E. Sounds right, Seine? I don't know. Yeah, huh? However, it was uh, several days, or there were several delays once reaching the city so okay. it was like a 70 mile journey it already took a couple days to get there because yeah, you're horseback because you're on horseback carriage carriage yeah hearse you know same whole day. thing takes a while yep so once they got there there were still several delays there was a large fire nice. in the city which like i think a lot of the mourners had to like go and put out the fire
0: <laughs> um so it's a bunch of sad people fighting a fire well you know how you like pay
1: people to be sad at your funeral? Oh yeah. Have like, you ever seen videos of like Kim il son, like his mourners? No. I don't know if they do it because they're paid or they do it because it's you know North Korea.
0: Yeah, or, or or you and three generations will be jailed. But
1: they're just people like in the street just going. Ah! <laughs> it's like very obviously fake. It's very weird. Good. Um, there was also a legal dispute uh, with the man whose land the king would be buried on. Okay. So, eventually, everything got resolved, and the king would be laid to rest. Mm-hmm. Where does it get weird, Owen?
0: I'm wondering about myself.
1: I'm glad you asked. You asked. I'm glad <laughs> that someone asked. So, well, remember how I said William's abdomen had been pierced by a saddle? Yeah. So, since the body wasn't embalmed right away, bacteria poured into mm. the wound. Got all gunky. And due to the amount of time between his death and the funeral... William's body started to produce gas. <laughs> nice. So, William was already a big guy, but yep. when they went to bury him, uh, William's body had swollen so much that it wouldn't fit in the hole they dug. So, they tried to stuff him in. Oh, as one does. Uh, which turned out to be a bad idea.
0: Burial fit for a king right there. <laughs>
1: because his swollen abdomen burst. burst. Yep. And... Uh, <laughs> One account said it created an intolerable stench. I can imagine that <laughs> assailed the nostrils um, of the bystanders and the whole crowd. Uh, so they quickly finished the burial, and you know went about their days. Okay. So that is the story of the king that exploded. Nice. You wanted number two now, right? Well, yeah. What, the, last the last one you one? have. Okay. Yeah. This is a this one's quite short, so. 2004. Boom. In okay. Taiwan. All right. Um, a sperm whale oh. <laughs> has beached itself uh, near the city of Tainan. I think it's Tainan. The whale is 56 feet long. Jesus. And uh, approximately 60 tons. A sperm is the largest
0: an- like animal? Blue whale, dude. Blue whale. I knew it was a whale. I don't know. Don't you
1: follow Paul Nicklin on Instagram?
0: I don't know who that is.
1: He's a famous Nat Geo photographer. Oh, good for him. Although I have my gripes with Nat Geo,
0: we both do actually. Yeah. I They've do picked like both Paul of us. Nicklin. Yeah.
1: So, fifty-six foot long whale weighs sixty tons, and it's in pretty good condition. Okay. So research, researchers from the National Cheng Kung University decide that the whale is in good enough.
0: What are you laughing at? I didn't laugh at anything.
1: I, I see you smirking. I said Cheng Cheng Kung, and, and you're giggling. No. That's a scientific institute.
0: <laughs> <on>. <laughs> Nothing is happening.
1: Um, so yeah, they decide that uh, the whale is in good enough condition uh, so that it can be used for study. Okay.
0: So Better than dynamite testing?
1: Better than dynamite testing. So they hire a team of men to load the whale onto a flatbed truck and bring uh, it to the research station in Tainan. Okay. It took 50 workers... And more than 13 hours to get the whale on the back of the truck. Yikes. Because, you know, it's a sperm whale. Yeah, it's, it's a, a whale. huge. Yeah. Yep. So they get the whale on the truck, and it begins to drive uh, to the research station. Ooh, the whale did. Yeah. You know, he's got a driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so um, naturally, the drive attracted a lot of attention.
0: I be- can. Yeah. Can you imagine you're just, like, driving down the road, and you're like, what the
1: fuck? Because <laughs> how often do you see a whale on the back of a truck?
0: Uh Never for me. <laughs> yeah. Never for me. I'll be honest.
1: So while sitting at a red light near the town center, uh, the whale suddenly explodes due to a buildup of gases. Wait, in
0: the town center In too? the
1: town center. <laughs> so viscera is sent all over the streets, nice. on parked cars, Ugh. and all over people because it drew a crowd. They're like, oh, what's that whale doing? And I mean, I it, would probably watch the whale. And then it just explodes. Ugh. So, Yeah. Whale explodes. They clean it up, and in 2005, Dr. Wang Qingping, who was initially in charge of the research, completed okay. a bone display that now hangs in the Taijiang Catation Museum. From that whale.
0: From that whale. So they had poor guys run around try to find all the bones.
1: Uh, well, it. So actually, there's. I have another video queued up for you. Same. Yeah. Same. Uh, same. Yeah. It's Give just the dab. next tab.
0: Another so expo- this oh, isn't geez. the
1: same one, but this is a very similar type of explosion. I
0: have seen this video. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> have you? Yeah, I don't know why. So it's twenty million just, views.
1: It it splits like one side open. Yeah, wh- what's this guy trying to?
0: do? <laughs> what's that guy trying to do? I think he was trying to. Oh, like, twin panda comes venture. Out. Oh, 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 we're getting <laughs> off
1: track. So yeah, like in that video. It uh like the whale like it pretty much just splits one side yeah yeah and then the all the guts just, shoot out yep. it doesn't like the bones are fine so the Is that bones a natural thing scattered. that happens
0: with the whales yeah they because they're a such bunch large of, animals
1: they build up a bunch of gas so same <laughs> so that's those are the stories of the Taiwanese whale explosion the Oregonian whale explosion and then the King whale, and then whale the explosion
0: ah <laughs> 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 uh, that's that's all we have for this week right.
1: That is all we have.
0: Episode whatever at this point? Um, I we think it's 12. 12. I also kind of think it's 12. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, 10 was the last one we did for last year. Yeah. Episode so, 12.
1: If you enjoyed these stories, make sure to check us out on Instagram at what happened underscore pod.
0: we got a Twitter, uh, official underscore WHPC. And what? The, no, no, sorry. I thought you were saying one more you, thing. You pointed at me. Yeah, because I thought you were you were saying something, so I pointed at you to let go, and then you stopped, and here we are. For all those uh,
1: that were anticipating the movie podcast, I apologize. It is coming. It was supposed to be out last week, but it's not because we had some tef- technical difficulties. Done but goofed. I, I can promise you, it will be out this week. So stick around for Bean Boys Theater. Our new movie podcast. We're gonna re- re- rate re- review some bad movies.
0: I'm excited. Some nice childhood nostalgia. Just gonna ruin it. Yeah, that's it. For, that's it. That that, that that's it. <laughs> I can't Porky Pig? speak today. <laughs> <laughs> that's all folks. I'm just gonna let you finish because I can't speak. Have a great week.
1: Don't don't explode, please, or try to kill president.
0: Yeah, I feel like mainly the last one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, what happened? Yeah.